never seen a lame man walk. Never heard a dumb man talk. Never seen a blind man see. I promise you, I can't just Never seen a canceled death. Never seen all the poor get fed. Never seen a prisoner set free. I promise you, I can't again for the big c and bigger t podcast i'm your boy bigger t that's because i'm bigger so there looking is the clever name pretty self-explanatory yeah and my man as always my best friend from the sixth grade we've been doing life together or from a distance or whatever you call it yeah, through Marco Polo, through text, through phone, whatever else. We used to sleep on the same water bed in junior high. And we did. Was, that happened. And that was, yeah, we won't. Anyway, Clint Clark, how you doing, buddy? Man, you know, you think about that. You were like my first friend that like really would come over, spend the night, hang out. Nice. We would annoy, we would annoy Tom and Sue. Yeah. And we'd annoy all of them. And yeah, we'd talk on the phone. Back when yeah. people would do that. Now you talk on the phone, it's weird. Like, you're yeah. like it's just text me. Well, see, I'm still a phone talker. You know this. Yeah, because we had a long conversation last night. We won't get into all of it, but I mean, I'm still I'm still a phone caller. Like I'll yeah. like I'll I'll, you know, especially when I'm driving, I'll be like, who have I not had a phone conversation with in a long time? Or at least a you know conversation with whether it's face to face or whatever, and I'll just call them up, people out of the blue, and some people like it. I can tell some people don't. You know, some people are like, okay, whatever. Like, who's what's this person calling yeah. me on the phone? We don't do this anymore. I don't care. I'm old school. I'll call you, and if you want to make an excuse to get off the phone with me, I'm fine with that. You know, I'm not gonna hate you. But um, I just like I like to talk. Hey, so I'm doing a podcast. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I'm a talker. What can I say? You are a talker. You definitely are. But well, hey, Clint, you had a you had a uh, fun week. I did. You know, last away. last week we recorded. I at least on my end, I recorded the podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana. Nolans. New Orleans. We um. Travis, I'm gonna tell you an embarrassing story. I, I shouldn't. I, I shouldn't tell you this. I go. I mean, I. I mean, you know. Well, I'll, just, I'll just put it on the list. Well, you know, is there any worse feeling than being somewhere like downtown New Orleans when nature calls? Mm. 
somewhere where there's not a lot of public restrooms. And if they are, the people that have used them were not. Yeah. Like they're probably not the cleanest people in the world anyway. No, no, they're not. So and then they're not in their cleanest state of mind when they've used them. Right. Yeah. It's a, uh, cause you, you don't just like, well, I kind of have to go yeah. and go use a public restroom in downtown New Orleans. So, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I made it. Catastrophe was diverted, but I was getting to the point I was on this podcast that one time when I was like, oh, I ain't going to make it. See, I, I think I would have, I think I would have tried to get it over to by the aquarium. I would yeah. guess they would have cleaner restrooms there. I was, yeah, I was over, I was by Cafe Du Monde. My wife's yeah. a big Cafe Du Monde fan. And, the, and I was going to go to the bathroom there, but there was like a gigantic line. And the yeah. lady was like, Hey, two buildings down, there's a bathroom, no wait. And I'm just, just on a wing and a prayer, Travis. Just going there, just like, ooh. You got I a think, doctor's appointment to check for any kind of diseases you could have? No, no, I've been actually pretty healthy since then. Since yeah. then, you know, me and you, we talked. We did have a little holy schnockies moment there. Um, the, the the trip in itself was fun, and we'll get to some more of that because I think you know my activities in New Orleans afterwards, um, my shopping trip. I think me and you need to talk some boudin. I think we do. Okay, uh, but we um we end up um um end up getting going going there, and I was like, okay, you know, got my ID, got my bags are packed, I'm ready to sell away. And we get there, and they're like birth certificate I, mean, I don't have a birth certificate i get the id because they do these things called enhanced ids and real ids i thought they were the same thing turns out they are not <laughs> so i about didn't make the boat i had like I'm, I'm always one of them guys if you know i'm the guy that gets there like three hours for the plane supposed to take off i'm just yeah. that guy like i'm gonna give myself time for stuff to go wrong and when stuff does go wrong I've given myself plenty of time to handle, you know, a lot of this, but I'm still freaking out. So being out of both, we have to go over to this side area where we're just in a corral um, with other people that apparently don't know how to read. Yeah. Uh, so we have to call, the, they suggest they go call the Department of Vital Records if they'll email it to you. So that being said, the Department of Vital Records did come through. Nice. Cost me like 25 Good people bucks. there. Good people there. Very good people there. The key is when you have a government job like that, you know, if they work at the county clerk's office, the Department of Vital Records, somewhere like that, they are the most underappreciated bunch in the world. And they have the most mundane and boring jobs. So I just, when they do the littlest thing for me, I just try to, you know, like over, over kill them with kind of stuff. Oh, thank you so much. I know this yeah. is very, and thank you. Just, I, you have no idea how much I appreciate it. Yeah. Just and then they just yeah they they emailed me a copy they mailed me a copy, so nice. so yeah really they really 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 came through, so that that was good. But you ever uh, listened to the comedian Nate Bargese? Yeah, I have. Yes, you heard his birth certificate joke. Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> He's he was talking about that. You know they needed a copy of his birth certificate. He was traveling or something. He said, "Aren't I?" Why do they give you a birth certificate? Aren't I certificate enough that I was born? 
like or not proof enough that i was born <laughs> like i'm right here sorry anyway that made it me think it wasn't like i had an official copy of it either like literally they printed it off the computer i mean it yeah. wasn't i don't know how hard it would have been to fake um, see I mean, when i was a kid my mom gave me a like credit card size yeah plastic card that was it was a replica of my birth certificate but it was just a small blue you know credit card size and i still have that but the only thing is that's not official for some reason and so like i've still had to go and get like for ids and stuff like that i've had to go and get official copy of my birth certificate i need and to I always break, lose it after i go get one i need to break down and just get a passport is what me and the wife yeah. both agreed we need to just break down and just get a passport because you know i do want to do yeah do it do it when you don't have a trip plan that way you're you're not squeezed for time yeah of course now they have a place in hot springs that does them and so they you get them back a lot sooner than you used to like when i first got my passport like it took me, uh, New Orleans was where the closest place that did them. And it took me like six weeks. And oh, wow. like I had to expedite mine because my trip was six weeks away. So I had to pay extra to have it expedited. Now you can actually drive to Hot Springs, have it done, I think the same day if you wanted to. Um, but, or you can get it done within a couple of weeks. I, th I think the yeah. time frames a lot sooner because they've opened more um, places. There's your no. traveling tips from the Big C Bigger T podcast. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and I'm in no position to give anyone traveling tips. Um, Man, I, I got, I, I've done so many trips on mission trips and stuff. Man, that, man, I can, I could, I could probably give you lots of, <laughs> lots of. Oh man, I've got it down. I got it down to a science as far as what to wear, what to, you know, packing your bags. Uh, what to carry with you, all that kind of stuff, man. It's a what to take, what not to take. It's um, uh, of course, I started my traveling. My first foreign trip that I took mission trip wise was to the Philippines. It was in 2002, in May of 2002. And I was going to the southern Philippines. Well, the Philippines has 7,000 islands. But the big there's two main islands, and I was going to the main one in the south, Luzon, which I know that means nothing to you, but at the time there was a group of Americans, including two missionaries, that had been uh kidnapped by uh Taliban soldiers from that were connected to it was the Abu Sayyaf, which were soldiers that were connected to uh osama bin laden okay and so like we were going into like a bad area <laughs> and so like we had all like every security measure that was going on was going on during that time i mean they went through our bags everything man i mean they they uh this one guy he tried to bring home some little they had these little bitty red peppers that would like grow in people's yards, like just like wild peppers, but they were really spicy and really had good flavor to them, but super spicy. And one of my buddies put some in a, like a, 
plastic baggie and put them in his rock wrapped them up in some of his clothes and they found those and throw them away he got in trouble for it like it was it was pretty, pretty yeah, they didn't exactly check check us the best in the world coming back but i guess they figured because you know well there's a security getting on the boat too so yeah. i mean it's a little hard to uh to sneak stuff back on the boat uh, one of the worst was we were coming back from romania and we had gone we flew through hungary budapest we'd just gone over the border into romania and in hungary they had this stuff it was like in a you know the remember the old school toothpaste tubes that were yeah. like made out of metal though like oh yeah you know, what, you know what i'm talking about they had those kind of things except it was this pepper sauce and like they would make this meat and noodle stuff and you would put that in there and mix it in it was really good flavoring and so we bought some of that stuff to bring home with us. Well, one of my buddies bought, you know, like four things of it. Okay. And he forgot and put them in his carry-on. And it was more than three ounces. And they made him literally made him squeeze that stuff out into the trash can. And <laughs> right in front of him, like just and like he's crying the whole time. Cause like, it was so good. Like it was really, t like it was the only thing tasty we ate on that whole trip besides gas station ice cream. <laughs> like, Cause the crime, food was terrible. Yeah, well, speaking of crime the whole time, I'm like, you know, I am the big C bigger T podcast trivia champion. You are, you are. I am. I'm like, okay. So I'm like, I, I'm looking at what there is to do on the boat. Cause you're kind of, you're on the boat for a good chunk. Look, yeah. there's, Times that you get off the boat, but for the most part, you're on the boat. So I'm like, ooh, sports trivia. Like, I'm going to go down there and I'm going to play yeah. trivia. Yeah. So there is this. Um, so you go down to this like big four year kind of open area. There's a bar there, a bunch of tables. People are playing trivia. You just write it down. It's on the honor system. So there's sports trivia. I'm like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go represent. That's right. Go, like, look. I'm carrying. I'm, I'm like I've got the big C, bigger T badge on my back. That's right. Ready? I'm ready. Like, let's go. Show these folks who's boss. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna show them. Like, hey, I'm I'm smart. That's right. I'm smart, and I'm I, you know I'm not gonna go like Robert and Blake. Brilliance has entered the room. Right. Yeah. They just like. I mean, there, there was when I walked in and sat down, three people got up and left. Like, there's no. That's reason. right. They're like, yep. No reason to compete. We've They're heard like, of those guys. The goat is here. Aren't those those guys that Paul Feinbaum said? Hmm, oh my god! Wow, I'm gonna check that out. This is the best podcast I've ever seen. That's right. I'm gonna talk to SEC about getting them their own show. That's right. We're basically gonna be the guys. We're breaking in here first. We are the replacements for Marty and McGee. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Dude, how awesome would that be? Just oh, be more. Yeah. Just... I just like to be addition to their show. That'd be enough. Yeah. Yeah. Just. Yeah, it'd be nice. So, hey, Marty McGee, get our number from Feinbaum. Hit us up. That's right. Call us up. Call us up. But uh, so I'm done. Greatness has entered the building. So they ask, you know, they're, they're asking the questions. There's this little old lady. She has to be 117 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just a whippersnapper. Yeah, just a whippersnapper. Old man wearing a Cincinnati hat, husband. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I did not do well in the trivia. Um, not one. I got eleven out of twenty. 
She got um she got 17 out of 20. But now you've already we've already talked about this. Yeah. To be fair, they did ask a soccer question. They did ask a soccer question. Um which I'm not gonna rag you for missing that. No, um well they asked, you know, what was the inner color of an archery go? There there wasn't really any questions that I'm like, oh, I should have known that. Yeah. You know, like I should, you know, I, I the questions I missed were ones I would have figured, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Now I went down not to. Um, I got second, not to. Um, there's another Arkansas fan that got 16 out of 20. I got 14 out of 20. So um, an Arkansas fan won it, huh? Yeah, an Arkansas fan won it. So I, I was pleased. The second night. I mean, you get like basically this medallion that you're like, hey man, I'm pretty sure that got you. Can I have a medallion? Yeah. They'll just give it to you. So I mean, it's it's not like they're playing for cash and prizes and it's on the honor system. Yeah. But uh, let me ask, I'm gonna ask you one of the questions I gotta ask. Okay. I'll probably get it wrong. Let's see. Yeah, I got this one right. So okay. how how many home runs in his three World Series appearances did Ty Cobb hit? Zero. That is correct. It is zero. I the only reason I guessed that because I watched because Rufus got me to watch the movie Cobb with yeah. Tommy Lee Jones, where he goes, any sense get hit home runs. Yeah. Because anybody can hit home runs. <laughs> yeah. They got anything nice to say about Babe Ruth, like he ran all right for a fat man. Yeah. Oh, Ty Cobb was a character, man. Yeah, he yeah, he was sharpening those metal cleats up. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. So, well, Clint, uh, let's talk a little baseball first. Yeah. Hogs uh, hosted Texas A&M. No, sorry. Mississippi, Mississippi State. Mississippi State. I think we actually went there. We went to Mississippi State. I don't know where I'm at. Where am I okay. at? Um, Travis, are you okay? You where am I at? Hogs went down to Mississippi State. Okay. They took on the dual-handed pitcher on Sunday. Guy that pitches from both sides of, of with both hands, not at the same time. That'd be difficult. That'd be weird. That'd be weird. But he'll uh, to right hand him. Huh? Where do you put? We have a glove under your chin. Yeah. Anyway, um, but of course they had a great weekend, man, and they keep look injuries are just piling on. Uh, we got um. Uh, What's freshman's name? Um, um, now, for obvious reasons, I probably I would did not watch much of this baseball series at all. So, um, what's the kid's name? The freshman reliever that's been doing really Gage good. Wood. No, the one that's from Arkansas that's hurt Belch, now. Belch, um, no, the one that had surgery the other day uh, had Tommy John surgery. Oh, uh, I don't know. Anyway. So we got him hurt. Um, so that's another one to the list. You still got, uh, you know, our last uh, defensive player or position player on the roster this weekend was uh, Josenberger, who was pretty much just put on the roster because all he could do was bunt if they needed someone to come in and uh, pinch in and bunt. That was it. Um, but this team, man, uh, one thing I love about it is they just do whatever it takes to score. 
they're they're bunting, they're uh they're sacrifice flying, they're whatever it takes, stealing bases. Um you think about it, Clint. This team is doing what it's doing, okay, and ranked number three in the nation. And you have a shortstop and a catcher both hitting under 200 in the lineup. Now, Bolton did hit a little better, did do a little better offensively this weekend. Now, he's been pretty solid defensively. And Parker Rowland's been solid as far as calling games and stuff like that defensively. But they're not giving you much for you offensively, okay? And Parker Rowland does give you a, a switch hitter, you know. But still, for them to be doing what they're doing, man, you lose your leadoff hitter and Kendall Diggs comes in there and has an awesome weekend. Um, Your outfield's looking – Solid, of course. Now Mississippi State, they were looking like the bad news bears out there, man. They were running into each other, and you know, you know, they, they're not that far removed from being a national championship team. But there's, the, it's been a rough year for the state of Mississippi in baseball. Well, they just recently fired their pitching coach, yeah. which not long ago he was a pretty hot commodity in college baseball. And you go to a point where you're firing him in the middle of the season, you know. Now they got South Carolina this weekend. South Carolina, I think, is right. You know, they have college baseball has all kinds of rankings, but, but most but of the ones that Arkansas, matter, they're ranked about sixth. Yeah, I was like Arkansas, South Carolina, both top five, six, top, both super regional host capability. I mean, it's yeah. a big, big weekend. Um you know, South Carolina coming in. I know Daniel Labrador will be pumped. He's a dirty Gamecock fan. Um, yeah. And, and we still got – I do believe we got Vanderbilt left on the schedule. So, we've yeah. got some – we've got two teams that we mess around can sweep us. Yeah. I mean, let's just be honest. you got two teams, you know, the, these are – this is – you want to play in Omaha. These are the type of series that you want to play in. You know, you come to yeah. Arkansas to pitch and pitch and – bat play in these type of series yeah um man is this the best is this the best coaching job you think dave van horn has done i, I think so but this team's a mash unit you lose your number one starter you've been without target most of the season and you got to remember he's he pieced this team together you know we talk about transfer portal Okay. He, how many of these guys were on the roster last year? You've got one returning infielder. Yeah. Peyton Stovall. And I don't think, did Stovall even play second last year? I think he played first, didn't he? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you move him to second, you know, you, you've lost your entire left side of the infield. Jalen Battles and Caden Wallace are gone. You lose Robert Moore. I mean, all three drafted. Got a new catcher or boy Michael Turner. Yeah. I mean, you you've got one returning infielder. And that being said, Slavens has played a lot of baseball. Well, and then you got your pitchers, man. Your Dylan Carter's the one that's hurt. Sorry. I'm the name finally hit me. Yeah. He's the one just had Tommy John surgery. Um, which he'd been doing awesome 
you know, he'd been doing, he's a local kid, been doing yep. great. Um, Gage Wood is still looking good at that closer. Fausch, you know, I think they, I think maybe, maybe he's wanting to maybe use Tiger as a starter if he could get Fausch to come in as a closer. I don't, I'm not sure if Fausch has enough movement on his ball to be a closer, though. I think, I think Fausch just pitches heat from what I've kind of seen, but I may be wrong there. But, you know, we asked Parker, you know, I asked Parker Rowland when he was on, I said, I asked him, do you think Fausch will end up being a closer? And he said he thought so because he throws so much heat. Um, so you never know, you know, um, you know, if you, if you have, if Fausch can, can get his bearings and you got him and Wood being a two-headed, you know, closer, you know, have, bring one of them in as a setup guy and the other one in to close it out. Yeah. Um, and then if you can add Tiger to be a, you know, McIntyre, he he's looked good following Tiger the last two times, you know. Tiger's come in for, you know, to get his rehab starts and and then McIntyre's come in come in and really look good following him up and you know getting some some long stretches, you know. And Diggs has looked good at the bat. You know, I mean it's Callie's looked pretty good. Um uh, Jason Jones played some outfield. You know, he's been a third baseman and second baseman, but he played some outfield uh, this week because they were so short on outfielders. Um, but you're hoping you get Tiger back full strength. You get uh, Josenberger back full strength, hopefully soon. You get Wagner back full strength, hopefully pretty soon. And you get uh, is it Slavens or Stovall who's been out? Stovall. Stovall. Okay, so you get him back, hopefully. And this team can go, you know, all those guys are supposed to be ready by tournament time. We'll, we'll see. But like you said, there's they got some tests coming up, you know, some teams that are going to test them. So we'll see what happens. They, they do. But, uh, man, you know, and I'm not to force a hard segue here, but did you hear about, like, Alabama's baseball coach? Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, that could have been our holy smiggies moment. And, you know, when they had a little gambling outbreak on the um, Lions football team, what are these guys thinking? I know. That are making that much money. Yeah. Bet on games. Yeah, their own games. Yeah. Rumor, rumor is he bet on, uh, he bet on LSU against Alabama. Well, I mean that's just a good bet, um, but yeah. <laughs> but um, no, but you know, it, but it's so easy to cheat from that manager's position, that head coach baseball position, because you know just leave it, leave a guy out there too long. Yep. I mean, just like well. Yep. Thought he was due. Yep. Or yeah. There's a there's a lot of ways you can make some changes, make some differences, you know, on a game. And uh 
Yeah. And that and that's the thing, man. This the sports betting. I don't think we've seen. I don't think we've seen yet what it's going to end up doing to sports, but we're going to see more and more of that stuff. Well, if you look at FanDuel, it's it's a lot of and stuff like that. I haven't got on it, but I talk to some people that do. It's like prop bets. Yeah. Like I had a guy the other night that was like, it like the bet was on there, and he said he'd have won twenty five hundred dollars for the hit. Would LeBron get four ducks? Yeah. And LeBron would have got four dunks, you know. I mean, like, how hard is it to bet LeBron doesn't get four dunks and then don't get four dunks? Yeah. You get that next dunk, do a layup. I mean, it's – you can do it now and not necessarily be throwing games. No, you're you're right. And, I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, it's got its parts to where it's no big deal. For the general person, it's not going to be a big deal, right? It's not – for the general person – it's not going to be, you know, it's going to be just for fun. They're going to see those prop bets. They're going to see, you know, they were talking on drive time today about, you know, the, that Saracen casino, you know, they, they advertise on there and they talk to them a lot and they talk about some of the prop bets they have. And, you know, you can bet on like what a, you know, what a baseball player's first at bats going to end up being, you know, yeah. so you could say, and, you know, you know, the Yankees are playing the Orioles and, you know, what's my, what's Aaron judge going to do in his first at bat? If he, you know, and there's odds on, if he strikes out, there's odds on, if he pop fly, there's odds on, if he hits a home run or whatever, stuff like that's just fun. It's, you know, entertainment, whatever. Okay. Uh, I'm not talking about the morality of it or anything like that. I'm talking about just, 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 just doing it. Right. What I'm talking about is, with gambling like with any like with lots of things in life there's people to tend to take things too far and that's what the coach at Alabama did he got too greedy and there's a good chance that he's got a gambling issue in his personal life yeah and when that happens to somebody you know it it affects their whole just like with alcohol or any other addiction in someone's life. Okay. Some people can have something in their life and it doesn't affect their regular life. Right. It doesn't impact them. They can go through life they can, you know, with alcohol, people can drink and it doesn't affect their regular life. It doesn't impact whatever. And it's the same with gambling. Some people can go and, you know, gamble and it doesn't affect them. It's entertainment. It's part of their life. I mean, heck, I got a, I got a sister that's runs a poker room in Vegas. Okay. And, and she, and she went there because she wanted to be a professional poker player. You know, I mean, it's, it's part of, that's how she's made a living for years was before she started running the poker room was she did well enough at poker to live off of. Yeah. You know? And so there, you know, there, there's those people, but then there's people that it becomes so much a part of their life that they, they don't know boundaries. Okay. And that coach at Alabama lost his boundaries. And what I'm saying is we're going to see more of that because it is so prevalent. Okay. That's just what's going to happen. I mean, that's with anything, right? I mean, you know, when, when alcohol became more legalized, you saw more issues with drinking and driving and stuff like that, just because it's more prevalent. It's easier to get, 
Yeah. That's just the way life is. That's just the way, when people can do something easier. And now with gambling, it's all right here. You know, well, you know, and, and, you know and I think, you know, well, no, like I love going to the casino. Like, I, I mean, there was a casino on the boat and I'll find me like the little video blackjack and I'll play, I'll bet a dollar a hand, mm-hmm. you know, and just entertain myself for, you know, a little bit. I think yeah. I lost 40 bucks on the boat, you know, mm-hmm. just, just fiddle farting around. I got it up like four, I got it up where I was up 30 bucks and then I lost it. And, but I, I just, I choose, choose to do that to entertain myself. But when you're betting on your team, you know, or you're making these exactly. prop bets on FanDuel that could affect, that could affect your game. Now yeah. I'm not sure exactly what the Detroit did, but I think it was something along those lines. Yeah, when you're when you're when you're crossing the line and you know it's something that could get you in trouble. And that's what he did. I mean, he he crossed the line or or he wouldn't have been fired. So um you feel for Alabama, you feel for their players, you know, but he's the one who made the mistake. And um and it's gonna be hard for him to find a job. He'll have to probably go back to high school or maybe a small college somewhere. And he, but he can work his way back. We're a, we're a forgiving like, society. And you do something like that, you lose your buyout. These coaches, yeah. I, I mean, for for good or bad, you know, you got Arkansas. We're paying, yeah. We pay Burt not to coach. We pay Chad Morris not to coach. You yeah. know, you got all these coaches, but these coaches have these, you know, these silver, the silver lining. You know, the 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 golden toy parachutes. It's like, oh, yeah. oh man. Um, yeah. They got fired. They got to pay me $5 million, though, not to coach. Yeah. It, it just when you do it, something like that, it nullifies that contract for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like Arkansas, we got away without paying Petrino. Yeah. Tried to get away without paying Brett, but we had to. Yeah. And we, 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 uh, we, yeah. we should have had to. Yeah. They tried to get because well they were saying well he's only making fifty grand as a consultant, they were underpaying him so we're not going to pay him. Well, you're the idiots that signed the contract. Yeah. So you owe him that money, and so you should have yeah. paid him. I ain't saying he was a good coach, but you signed a contract saying if we fire you, yeah. we're going to pay you this. Yep. So now, um, changing the subject here, let's go to basketball. Uh, no son of mine's going to play shooty hoops. <laughs> uh still waiting on Ron Holland, the uh yeah. the Texas the kid that committed to Texas, former teammate of of one Anthony Black. He it was down between Arkansas and Texas to and and the NBA. Um and he chose Texas and then he decommitted from Texas and now they're saying it's between Arkansas and the NBA still. We still go. haven't heard, yeah, uh, for sure on that. In the meantime, uh, Mikael Mitchell has come saying he's staying. Okay, now his brother entered the portal, and I don't think we've heard where he's going yet. Uh, but there was a lot of, you know, they've played together their whole career, so there was a lot of suspicion that they would go somewhere together again. But sounds like. They're going to be their own man. Uh, well, one of them started, and the other ones came off the bench because they played the same position. So, yeah. 
they take each other's minutes. So, I mean, you can get it. And I could see, you know, and I, and I could also see just wanting to strike out on your own a little bit. Nothing wrong with that. I'd, I'd applaud them for that. So, but here's the deal, Clint. Um, people are always trying to read into the Twitter post on these commitments, on these right. stuff, right? Well, Makai Mitchell, he did a uh, really good-looking graphic where he's dribbling a basketball and he's got his signature underneath it. Sharp-looking, looks like, you know, official, okay? And he tweeted that out saying, you know, I'm stay, pretty much saying I'm staying. I forget how he worded it or whatever. And then the official Razorback Twitter, basketball Twitter, posted it. So everybody was like, oh, it's official then. Because the ones that have left, that have said they were coming back before, like a Darian Ford, right? They, they've never posted, like the official Razorback Twitter never posted anything about them. Okay, It was like, like Darian Ford did that video of him riding a horse. But he did that himself. The official Razorback Twitter never retweeted it or anything like that, right? Well, this one, the official Razorback Twitter, official, like retweeted it. However, shortly after that, they went back and deleted their retweet. Okay. So <clears throat> um, tomorrow is the deadline to enter the portal for basketball. Okay, so uh, a Tennessee player entered the portal today who was a, like a stud player for them, um, or at least a big recruit for them. I don't know if he was a stud player for sure or not, but I know he was a highly rated type of guy. Um, what do you think? Think there's more changes to come? I don't I don't know. Um you're, I think you're seeing Arkansas is pretty full, but you know, Ricky Council was a pretty last minute thing last year. Yeah. Um, now, here's the other thing you have Walsh and Devo still out there, right? Right. And the NBA, or at least some sort of paying league, a possibility for them. But also on a couple of the transfers, have done the same thing Devo and them have done. They've, a couple of the guys that have, committed to Arkansas as transfers have also entered their name into the NBA draft and, but are not signing with an agent. So they're state keeping their eligibility alive. So we still stand a chance to lose, you know, one or two of them to professional ball. I'm not sure which ones that is, but um, anyway, and also, this is this is just a nightmare right here. This is Darian Ford's offer list. Transfer Darian Ford. Mm -hmm. Ole Miss, Texas A&M, Missouri, Mississippi State, Florida, Auburn, Vandy, Alabama, as well as Kansas, Houston, and Baylor. Yeah. But yeah, just – um, so you gotta wonder how salty he's gonna be, because uh, you know. I think he's. I don't know about salty, but he's gonna be motivated. 
Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, Ole Miss had so many players just back in the day that Arkansas just didn't want. You know, they had Keith Carter, who's you know doing a great job as athletic director there. Anthony Boone, Anthony Boone, Little Flanagan, stamp stomp up and down on the Razorback. Yeah, I mean, they they, they uh yeah. So he's you got an Arkansas. Hey, I got a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. Our buddy Joey asked me this the other day. Sure. Would you have taken Keith Carter over Pat Bradley? Probably. On that Nolan team. Probably, I think. With, with Kareem Reed, Derek Hood, you got a. Bradley's a better shooter, but I think Keith more athletic. My two cents. I think Keith could have done more defensively too. Yeah. See, I would have I would have taken Keith. Pat Bradley's one of the best players the school's ever had. But I think Keith would have been one of the best players the school's ever had too. Yeah. And look at the way, I mean, look at the way Ole Miss feels about him. You know. We we feel about him at Arkansas. We when we feel about Pat Bradley, the same way they feel about Keith Carter. And if he would have been a homeboy, you know, Arkansas boy coming, not that we don't, not that I don't appreciate Pat Bradley. Okay, but Keith was just more athletic, and uh, I'd love to have seen what he could have done, you know, because he could set up and shoot out there. Also, but he could also cut to the basket. And, and uh, I think he could have caught some alley-oops from Kareem Reed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know who he didn't dunk on? Your boy right here. That's, there you go. That's right. He couldn't dunk on Clint Clark, but, you know. No, he tried. He tried. But I, like, I was not. I was so not. instead, he shot five three-pointers in my face. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. But, you know. I did score twice on him. Well, and he did say this guy's killing me. You know, no. we're we were pretty good rec league players back in the day. Yeah, yeah. rec league, like we're like we're good rec league. Like go down, go down the well, last, I was yeah. pretty good, but I was more of a shock value. Yeah, because they're like this fat guy can actually play. <laughs> like, like we thought it was a joke. <laughs> he can actually. This guy can actually do something on a basketball court. What do you know? <laughs> but yeah, it was. Uh, I had the that white man can't jump. Uh, Woody Harrelson surprise factor. Yeah, I was watching. They, they're making. They're remaking that. It actually the movie doesn't look half bad. Yeah, I want to. I want to see it. I want to see it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to check it out one night. That was one of my favorite movies. Yeah. So. Um, I, I want to see what it's like. So now, uh, football wise, we got a commitment from a, a big time commitment from a linebacker from Cincinnati. Yeah. Young man that, um, uh, of course played against us this last year. He's, uh, I want to say six, two or six, three weighs 245 pounds. Yeah. Um, man, that linebacker room. With him now, you throw him in there with with Pooh Paul and with uh, 
Greer, man, that's a that's a good squad right there. Okay, um, that's that's a that's a good looking group. Yeah, and they got uh, Marco Avant. They've got some guys they like in that room. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, they're trying to add another defensive tackle. Um, we had a time tight end decommit, then re recommit. Yeah, Grum. Uh, we lost a muskrat. Did you hear about that guy? No, I didn't. He was an offensive lineman from Tulsa. Oh, yeah. He, uh, we were trying to get him, but I think he committed to Auburn. His last name is Muskrat. I thought that was well, cool. But, um, but, yeah, Grum was the kid from North Texas, I believe, and uh, really good receiving tight end. And uh, committed – decommitted then came back and said oh just kidding i'm committing so uh that tightened up that 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 was probably our weakest spot on offense and it made that made that a much better room right yeah i think that really that really solidified that tight end room um i'm with you i i know you we said this before the podcast and we haven't said it on there Safety's the biggest need right now. We yeah, if you play. listen to Trey Biddy, especially talk, um, you know, let's give him credit because he's he's one that's plugged in the most. You know, he and he said the other day, like on drive time, he said when he looks down the roster, at every position, there's guys that he thinks will at least compete to be all SEC. He said, I'm not saying ever at every position there's gonna be someone that's all SEC. He's saying there's at least guys that'll compete to be all SEC. Right. Yeah. Every position except safety. He said he doesn't feel like there's anybody at safety right now on the roster that you would say, watch this guy. He could be all SEC safety. Um, and that's and that is, you think about it, that's a good I thought that was a good way to to look at your roster and see. You know how how good you think their your roster is going to be, you know, um, and and that is concerning because that is such an important position. Yeah. Now, of course, you can get a lot of help from your defensive lineman, and your the pressure you can put on with pass rush makes a huge difference, you know. You can you can make a safety look really good, you know, and a and a cornerback look really good if you can, you know, like in that Cincinnati game last year. Our safeties and corners we wasn't worried about them very much in that game, and a lot of it was because our linebackers and our defensive linemen were getting to their quarterback. You know, we had some sacks against him, but we were pressuring every stinking yeah. play. And he was making bad throws because he had pressure on him all the time. And that can make a difference, but you still would like to have those guys back there. You need a, a you know, of a kill Vaughn, a, you know, a Kenoy Kennedy. Uh, you know, I'm talking about right, some guys so. that went on to play pro, but still. So, Travis, do you know, is there anybody that really on in the portal as far as safeties go? Or? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if there is or not. I know they're looking at they've been looking at another defensive tackle. They've had a couple. Yeah. I'd like to add a little bit more there, but when you really I know they got some I know they got some scholarships available. 
Yeah. I know they got two or three scholarships available to use. It's just finding a guy. It's finding somebody that they can plug into that spot, you know. Um, and I don't I don't know if they if they have that guy. You know, last year they were able to get um what's his name from Georgia? Um Brainy. Brainy. Yeah, he isn't he back? Mm. I think he is. Uh, they got him and McLaughlin back. They've got some pieces there. I just think they they're gonna have to move them around. Yeah. Um, you know, you got to figure. You know, they've got those two transfers from Baylor, and they got Hudson Clark back. But I think they're corners. I think the yeah. Baylor guys are corners or nickels. Yeah, and then oh yeah, I and think then, um, right now he's talking. Trey Biddy, I think, is talking about it being the starters would probably be Jaden Johnson and um, Malik Chavis, Chavis, whatever, however you say his name. Um, that those two would be the probably your starters at those at those safety positions. Yeah, which those don't excite you too much. You got Hudson Clark back there. You know, say what you will about him, he just Kind of tends to get things done, though. So. Yeah, no, he's he's a reliable, solid player. I, I think they're going to hit more this year in practice, and I think it's going to make a big difference in the tackling. I, really I hope do. so, man. I really do. I'm I'm a big proponent of you need to hit a little more. And uh, that's why I was like, he didn't fancy up the spring game. Like, no, we're going to scrimmage. We're going to hit. We're going to play ball. Yeah. So I was I was pleased with that. So yeah. So yeah, it seems like Sam's. Uh, understanding that better, yeah, and so that's a that's a good thing. Well, there's, there's, Sam Pittman's growing in the head coaching role, so like we saw some growing pains last year. And I think he's figuring it out. Yeah, for sure, so. for sure, man, definitely. Dude, we almost made it through another one. Yeah, almost done it. I do have a question for you though. Okay, what's your question? What you watching, dude? Um. Right now, I'm I'm heavy into American Idol. Yeah. yeah. Uh, have you watched E.M. Tony? No. Okay, you need to look up. It's spelled I-M-I-A-M. And if you just type that into YouTube, there'll be a lot of stuff come up about him. Okay. He's a Tongan kid. He's 18 years old. Um, he used to live in Hawaii. And uh, in his tryout, you know, they were like, why don't you live in Hawaii anymore? He's like, price out of paradise. He said, just cost them too much to live there. Yeah. And so they ended up moving to like Seattle or somewhere. But in the original, his tryout, he sang a song. I think I told you all about it. Um, Monsters by James Blunt. And um, it's one of those that just gets you, right? But he's, well, first of all, Clint, you're going to see the kid and you're thinking. Yeah, your child. Yeah, this kid's related to Travis. Yeah. Like, literally, just get on your phone right now and just type in, I, in one word, I am in the YouTube real quick. And just look at it, look at him when he comes up. I'm just Googling. Yeah. And uh, anyway, he, um, but like this last week, they did, uh, but he's such a humble kid, man, and he's just a 
you know, just has a this personality about him. He's just laid back. You know, he'll turn a lot of songs into kind of a Hawaiian kind of. Oh, yeah, that's definitely the kid. Yeah. <laughs> See what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, anyway, um, I'm just kind of rooting for him. I'm not voting. You know, yeah. I probably should as much as I watch it. But, you know, but he's made top five. And so, uh, yeah. You know, we'll see. You're, you're I, I don't necessarily want to root on. I don't want necessarily want him to win, because the guys, the people who win, get stuck in that contract, and they got to do what the American Idol people tell them to do. You know, for a while, I'd rather him get like second, and that way he can sign with whoever he wants to sign with, and kind of make his own choices. You know, but this last week he did a, a Lionel Richie and Katy Perry were in london for the coronation right so they had alanis morissette and ed sheeran and alanis they did alanis songs and then they did ed sheeran songs as duets and their songs aren't really the best for american idol like they, they wasn't the best fit for something like that yeah but he did one called um guardian and it was Alanis had wrote it to her child after she had had her first child or whatever saying, you know, I'm going to watch out for you. I'm going to take care of you. Well, EM wrote, sang it to his mom, which if you know the story, his dad died a few months ago. And so he's um, kind of writing it to his mom saying, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to watch out for you. It's an 18-year-old kid, dude. Okay. He's he's just a knucklehead 18-year-old. But it was so good. And the fans are just going nuts for him. Like he, he's real understated. He doesn't get all crazy up there, but he like the fans, like Ryan Seacrest can't even talk when he gets up there to interview him afterwards. Like anyway, it's fun to watch. Um, so I'm rooting for him. And a couple of the other ones I thought would do well. I've gotten voted off, but that happens. Yeah, uh, but uh, anyway, I've been watching that. Next Level Chef. I know you and I both watch that. And um, so that's been fun to watch. It's getting down to some of my favorites on that. You know I'm actually, I just realized that I'm a week behind on that because I was on the boat. Yeah. You know what happened to me? I end up, like, they don't have many channels on the cruise ship, like at all. Mm. So I end up watching, um, a lot of food network yeah all right so guys grocery game i got i got I into love that. that yeah i'd never watched it before that's like okay I, I get it now so it's a good it's a good show so guys grocery games i mean i started watching that on the boat um started watching a little bit of bob's burgers i'd never watched it before a little adult swim so it was a good time so yeah uh guys grocery games is one of my favorites yeah. It's one of those shows I can just put on because there's so many episodes. Right. I can just put it on and just let it be. So many people came on that show that you're like, oh my goodness. Like Richard Blaze was on the show as a contestant. Yeah. The host of Nest Level Chef. So it, it's a good time. Yeah. They'll, uh, and he'll have people on there. Like he'll get some of the chefs to be contestants. Have you, have you seen, uh, tournament of champions no but i mean I, I there no there was i was watching a little bit of it because they had a bunch of them 
It was just playing Dude. nonstop. So I got to go back and watch it. There's like three or four seasons of Tournament of Champions now. Yeah. Dude, you talk about like it's the best chefs in the world. And they bring them in there and do a bracket style. Yeah. And he has this machine, this thing, or randomizer is what he calls it. And he spins it and it gives you the meat, like some of the sides, vegetables or whatever. And then like different things you got to use to cook it and different style of dinner you got to do. So if it's like a steakhouse dinner or something like that, it's, and then how long you got to cook it. Like it's a, it's a fun show to watch. Cause like, it's got some of the, some of the best food network folks and some, and like some of the old, like it's even brought back some of the old iron chef folks. And, um, you know, those, those kind of folks and, and brought them on there and it's pretty cool. Like it's a, it's a pretty intense, uh, cause I mean, it's like the best people doing it and it's in the judging's blind. So like oh, yeah. two, two guys that are watching the person cook the whole time there. And then they, uh, they describe it to the judges when they bring the judges in. Yeah. Yeah. They do, they do it similar on beat Bobby Flay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So we got a lot of Food Network on the boat, and but what always gets me on Beat Bobby Flay was, um, they, they, you know, they say you know it's not decided on who's doing what or anything like that, but like, you know, the person that comes in to, you know, do him, you know, to to, you know, to beat Bobby Flay or whatever that ends up against him will be like say a Filipino cook and does like some traditional Filipino. Right. Yeah. You know, and then two of the judges own Filipino restaurants. You know, you're like, well, what if the guy, the other guy he was going against that was Italian, what if he would have won? Yeah. Would you have had, would you have had Italian judges on here? <laughs> what? Hey, we got some Filipino restaurant owners that are going to judge this Italian deal. You know, Anyway, funny stuff, but yeah, but yeah, that food, those food network shows, man. I have you, have you watched, um, that Alex, uh, oh, I haven't watched it. I was watching her on a little bit of superstar. Alex takes on America. The, like the parking lot wars. Have you seen that one? Yeah, I've watched, watched some of that. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. It's kind of, it's kind of yeah, cheesy. Oh, but... that is so fake. Yeah. That is so fake. So. Yeah. Yeah, it probably is, but it's interesting because like they'll go buy groceries and they'll get nothing but like coffee stuff. <laughs> and then they got to, you know, then they have to go back and buy something else or whatever. We'll give you $5 for your ice cream. No. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Well, dude, it's been a good one. Another one bites the dust, my friend. What Another number? one bites the one eleven. All ones. One 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 one. One one one. One eleven. So uh y'all like, share, subscribe. Tell like, share, subscribe. Subscribe to the channel. We need more subscribers. Yeah, we like our subscribers. Yeah, go to YouTube. I mean, subscribe. If you subscribe to this, Travis will personally come over. He'll fly to your house wherever you live and give you a foot rub. It, maybe not. <clears throat> but but maybe, maybe. Uh, well, and, uh, find out that's to subscribe i do think uh anyway 
seriously, folks, like, subscribe, share, let your folks know about it, share with people, uh, let them know about what we do here. Um, we got some guests booked. Um, looking forward to, so we'll have have a good time with them. Hopefully, pretty soon. Clint, it's been another one, dude. Made it through. Made it through. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Sweat. Work. Filthy. Dirt. Harvest. Hurt. Kingdom come. When I work, my hands get filthy down in this dirt Won't see no harvest till I hurt Cry in your kingdom come Listen I wake up in the morning I bow my head to pray Mama told me if I don't Ain't nothing gonna change These prayers breaking up hard drive So I can sow the seed In a friend and all and pain, Lord knows I gotta follow his lead, that's why I swear, when I work, my hands get filthy down in this dirt, won't see no more, till I hurt, cry in your kingdom come.